say God is good all the time. And you know, one part of God that we get to experience is through mothers. Mothers show a special side of God, a compassion, a, a love, a long-suffering. Mothers know that word. They know what that means, and uh, it, it, it starts when they become with child. That months feels like a long time. And then the, 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 the labor that they go through and have to endure and suffer is all made worth it when they hold that life that they have created within their body and look in the face of that one that they so dearly love and it's worth it all. If not, every mother would only have one child. But God somehow in His great miraculous wisdom and power gives them amnesia. And they do it again. And some of you do it again and again and again. And, <laughs> and every one of them are precious. And we would today just want to honor our mothers. We want to encourage you. We want to lift you up. We want to make you smile. We want this day to be a blessing. I, I told my wife, I said, sweetheart, I, I, please, baby, get the dishes done, the house clean, get everything done so you can enjoy your special day. <laughs> and <laughs> we, we, we just know that uh, I, Mother's Day, you still had to work this morning, mothers. We, we know that. And we want to say thank you, and we appreciate you so much. This, this special day, did you know Mother's Day is the third most celebrated holiday? Right just after Christmas and Easter. And the, the, the sales and everything that people, because people honor, they love it. And then after that, Father's Day, just kind of, it's just downhill. We're not as celebrated as the mothers, but today uh, we want to honor you and we appreciate you and what you've done and uh, maybe you're not a mother, but you, all of us can appreciate uh, their sacrifice, their hard work. It's not easy. One mother was asked uh, about motherhood and she said, it's not easy, mother. If it was easy, fathers would do it. If fathers had to do it, we would all be one-child families, I can promise you that. This morning we want to talk about uh, a mother's love, a real mother. Will the real mama stand up? Will the ones who uh, uh, we're going to look at and see a real mother? Because there's those out there that they are just 
They may act like it. They may talk like it. But there's something about a real mother that is going to sacrifice for her children. We know that there are exceptions. We know that things happen in people's lives and tragedies occur and all kind of things. But when we get right down to it, majority of a mother is going to sacrifice her life for the life of her children. We, we, we find a story that uh, is, is kind of unusual. It's amazing. I, just, I read it just a week or so ago. And uh, we find it in 1 Kings chapter number 3. And uh, we're going to start reading in just a moment in verse number 16. But this story we find in the time of King Solomon. Now, King Solomon had asked God for a specific gift. Now, God's not a genie, okay? You don't get to take your Bible and rub it on the side and God appear and give you three wishes. But God does grant grant prayer. He does answer. He does answer. He does give people sometimes, hey, what, what do you want? And if God came to you and said, what do you want? What can I do for you? What would be your answer? And he, he came to Solomon and he said, what do you want? I'll give you anything you want. And Solomon said that I may have wisdom to rule over your people. And God said, because you have not asked for great riches, for fame, for fortune, for all of these other material things, because you have asked for wisdom to guide and direct and to rule, I'm going to grant your wish of wisdom but I'm also going to give you everything else. You know, the Bible says very specifically, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and then all of these other things will be added to you. If we would seek to be, have, be wise and to know God and to and know His wisdom and His understanding and His knowledge, and then we would have all those other things. But people try to seek those things outside of relationship and love with God. And even though they find it sometimes, it's empty. But Solomon had great wisdom. And he's ruling his kingdom, and one day, two ladies show up. Let's talk about this story this morning, 1 Kings chapter 3 and verse number 16. Now two prostitutes came to the king and stood before him. One of them said, pardon me, my lord, this woman and I live in the same house. There's where the trouble starts. Me and this woman live in the same house, and I had a baby while she was there with me. And the third day after my child was born, this woman also had a baby. We were alone. There was no one in the house but the two of us. During the night, this woman's son died because she lay on him. So she got up in the middle of the night took my son from my side while I, your servant, was asleep. 
She put him by her breast and put her dead son by my breast. The next morning, I got up to nurse my son and he was dead. But when I looked at him closely in the morning light, I saw that it was not the son I had born. The other woman said, no, the living one is my son, the dead one is yours. But the first one insisted, no, the dead one is yours, the living one is mine. And so they argued before the king. Then the king said, bring me a sword. So they brought, him a, brought a sword to the king. And then he gave an order. Cut the living child in two. What? Cut the living child in half. Give one half to her. Give one half to her. Problem solved. The woman whose son was alive was deeply moved out of love for her son and said to the king, Please, my lord, give her the living baby. Don't kill him. But the other one said, Neither I nor you shall have him. Cut him in two. Then the king gave his ruling. Give the living baby to the first woman. Do not kill him. She is his mother. When all Israel heard the verdict the king had given, they held the king in awe because they saw that he had wisdom from God to administer judgment. Thank God for wisdom. But he, Solomon, was wise enough to know that maternal instinct was going to kick in. Woo! He said, will the real mama stand up? Because what we're going to do is we're just going to cut this baby in half. He knew that the real mother would not, could not allow her child to be killed. She had rather give it up. She had rather give it away and, than to see it harmed. We see the woman that knew the truth. She knew it wasn't her. She was angry. She was vindictive. She was hurt. It's not fair that I lost mine and you have yours. And That's fine. Neither one of us will have it. Solomon in his wisdom quickly knew that's the real mother. You see, there's no such thing as a perfect mother. So just all the mothers in the house just go. You see, you, you, the world puts such standards on you. The world tells you all these things that you have to be. And, you know, the, the you know, real mothers, and I've seen this, and, and, and mothers, don't get me wrong, it's not good. Don't, don't yell at your children. But people, real mothers, good mothers, don't yell at their children. I'm going to tell you something. My mama was the best mama in the world. But sometimes I got on her last nerve. And she had, had to raise her voice to me. Sometimes she loved God with all of her heart. Listen, real mothers are not perfect. They get frustrated. They get angry. They get tired. 
they always are quick to come back and they, they, they know that it, it hurts them more and they feel down. The, 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 the world wants to put them down and they put them their self down. Mothers, listen, don't be discouraged because you're not perfect. Just keep striving to be your best. Learn from your mistakes. Learn to ask for help. It's okay if you're struggling, if you need help. Come on, ask somebody. Don't struggle alone. Look, at there's mothers all around here of all different ages. And I'm telling you, that's why the Bible says young women, ask advice from the older women. They've been there. They've done it. And they can give you tips. They can give you some, some, some wisdom on what to do. And I promise you, they can give you a lot of wisdom on what not to do. Can I get an amen? Yeah, mamas know. They can look back and go, I could have done that better. I could have. I hear and Miss Amy say it all the time. If I had it to do over, I would do this better. I would do, you know, I would spend, as a father, I would spend less time making them pick up their toys and more time in the floor playing with them. Because they grow up so fast. But, you know, in the, in the process, it's hard. Uh, mothers, you don't have to be perfect. <laughs> but here's, what we, here's, here's the problem. You, you put so much pressure on yourself, and you have you because if your child is not perfect, you feel like it's a reflection of you. So you go out in public, and then you want them to, to act right and talk right, and, and, and anything is a reflection. But we always hear those words from Dennis the Menace. Dennis the Menace is... Once again in time out in the corner in his chair. And he hollers out from his chair. If you're raising me right, if you were raising me right, then how come I get in so much trouble? Well, I'm going to tell you this morning, Mama, it's not your fault. Kids have a mind of their own. And they get their self in, you know what, and you have to discipline you, you have to correct. You have to love them. But listen, you can't. It's not all your fault. Yeah. If, if, you, if you do things wrong, if you're not doing your responsibility, come on, step it up. But you can't take everything your kid does a, a, as a personal attack. Kids make mistakes. Kids are kids. And when they make the mistake, you step in and you protect them, but then you correct them. You know, I didn't realize until I was a lot older how many times my mama went to the principal's office. I never knew it. I never knew she made as many trips up there as she did. I knew I made many trips there. I just didn't know she made a lot of trips there on my behalf. Because she didn't tell me. I just got the rod. But up there, she had my back. Amen? See, in public, you got to have their back. In private, you got to have their backside. Oh, that's not even in the notes, but that's good. I like it. Come on. I just added that. Listen, there's three things I want to give you this morning I want you to remember. God knew you wouldn't be perfect. There, there, there's room for mistakes. There's room for growth. Every child is different. It's amazing. Hey, if, you, if you try to correct all your children the same, you're going to fail. Every one of them are different. 
Some are very compliant. Some are strong-willed. Huh? Some are like the mama. Some are like the daddy. God help us. Always, I want, I want my, my kids to be like, be like Amy. And she says that too because she says she never did anything wrong. Oh, she don't say that. She, Johnny says she thinks it. <laughs> no, she doesn't. Number two, kids have to learn, have to make their own mistakes. You have to give kids space to, to give them rules and then give them space to keep or, un, or, or not, and, and then you have to guide them and direct them. Listen, know thirdly that God is faithful to his promise to save your house. You can't do, you get to a point to where your kids get grown and you have to give them over to the Lord and, and you don't, may not see, they're not living the way you raised them. They're not doing the things you taught them to do. They're trying to go their own way. But the Lord made you a promise. He said in Acts 16, 31, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Listen, God's faithful. You just keep believing. Because I'm telling you, it may be after your time. You may die and go to heaven, but uh, it may be on their deathbed, but we believe they're going to make the decision to follow Jesus because he made you that promise of you and your household, so you hold him to it and say, Lord, you promised to save my children, and I'm believing you to do that. Amen? Because he said, train up, in a, uh, train up a child in the way he should go. When he's old, he'll not depart. Listen, did you know God loves imperfect moms? I'm going to say that again because that should have got a good amen. God loves imperfect moms. Yeah. Now, these two women were prostitutes. I don't know why lately we've been talking a lot about prostitutes. Wednesday night we're studying about one. Miss Amy talked about one. There are a lot in the Bible. But can I tell you this morning? God loves them. God loves people that other people count out and count off. And God uses imperfect people. God loves imperfect people. Why did Solomon care these two? Why did he want? Because God cares. God cares about imperfect people that make mistakes. I mean, these babies were probably born out of that situation. We would look at them and go, who cares? And many people do that. We, we see in our world today that people count people out for all kind of reasons. But because God was concerned about them, we need to be concerned about them. And so God said, but in spite of your imperfections, in, in spite of uh, everything, any failure, any mistake, uh, anything, any choice that you've made, God loves you, and He wants you to have a story of success. Amen? You see, God, God answers all mothers' prayers. God is, God is the answer to all problems. And when you, if you're a mother and you have children, you're going to have plenty of problems. Huh? Yeah. Because, I mean, we, we just had our, our second grandbaby's uh, baby shower yesterday. 
and uh, we're excited about them. And, you know, but, you know, you tell your children how wonderful it's all going to be, but you don't tell them uh, uh, how hard it's going to be. We jump. You know, you don't want to tell them about the sleepless night, the, the, the exhaustion and the stinky diapers and on and on. But that's part of it. I mean, we tell them about all the cute and cuddly and ooh, but kids stink. And they cry. And they're not easy. So if you're a mother, you, you have a lot of problems. And the more kids you have, the more problems you have. So motherhood is not stress-free, amen? Stress-free motherhood doesn't exist. I don't care what a book says. Uh, if you're raising kids, if you have toddlers, junior hires, teenagers, you feel like you're raising the devil. Now, teenagers are wonderful when they grow out of it. And then grandchildren. I hear they're wonderful. I can't wait to experience it. And, uh, but you know what? I, I, know that grand, I know that grandkids, that'll, that'll be tough. You still, there, there's, 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 there's many a grandparent raising their grandkids and, you know, having to take roles and responsibilities. You never stop teaching. You never stop being an example. But one of these mothers had a terrible problem. I mean, one of these mothers was something terrible had happened to one. It was a tragedy, heartbreaking. And this happens, happens way more often than it should. But we can't take our tragedies out on other people. And so here she is, this one went in and put her baby with her and took hers and she's trying to take away, and they're, they're going to the court, they're going to the judge, they're going to the king, they're looking, she's looking for, uh, uh, you know, just to be done right. And all of a sudden, the king says, bring me a sword. Let's just cut this baby in half. Can you imagine if we heard that ruling today, what would happen? Even if you suggested it. Hmm. But real mamas, that real compassionate, loving, maternal instinct said, you know what? I'm not going to let harm come to my child. There's so many of you mothers out here that have sacrificed so much. Mothers sacrifice food and go hungry to feed their children. They sacrifice sleep, they sacrifice their, their whole life to give themselves. And most of the time, they're not truly appreciated and thanked for it until later in life, till their kids grow up and realize, and then sometimes it's too late. But can I tell you, Mother? God knows. He sees. He rewards. He loves you. He loves you all in spite of all your imperfections. And God is a problem solver. God has the answer. Whatever the problem is, He wants to help you. He has wisdom. He, listen, there's all kind of moms. There's single moms and adoptive moms and spiritual moms and stepmoms and moms with all kind of special circumstances. Whatever type of mom. Listen, if you've got in, in care and charge, whatever it is, man, 
God bless you. God bless you. There's all kind of kids today, and I'm telling you, I would not want to be a kid in 2023. It's a mess. This world is a mess. I mean, the, 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 the horrors, the parents, you come, oh my goodness, come on, step up. Know what your kids are listening to. Know what they're watching. Know, now, now all the little, the little videos they're watching, they're slipping in. You look and you say, oh, that's just one of their little kid shows. But if it's on all these different channels, they're slipping in all kind of explicit stuff in those little cartoons. You think it's the original, but it's not. I'm going listen, you need to have locks on phones. You need to have parental control. You need to have things that, that, uh, that don't let certain content in all the way to their teenage, all the way up until they're grown paying for their own phone. It's yours and you control it. That's good preaching and it's not even in the notes either. Listen, our kids, when they were growing up, their phones at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock as they got older, came to our room on the charger. And then they got it in the morning. They didn't have access to that phone all night long. Come on, parents, step up. They'll be up all night. The power of a mother. Listen, there's nothing. Everybody say it with me. There's nothing like a mother's love. It's sacrificial. This mother, Solomon, he knew that this mother's love was going to kick in. He, he wasn't sure. I'm probably, when he looked, he was like, okay. I mean, how many hear stories all the time and you wonder, which one is true? This one saying this, this one saying this. I mean, I, it's hard sometimes. You don't know who's telling the truth. He said, you know, I know that a mother's love kick in. A real mother that's going to care about the welfare of her child over her own happiness. And if her child's in danger, she would rather sacrifice her own life to save it. We see it all the time. This story, I read this story and I was like, oh my goodness. Real mother, real circumstance. Her name is Deborah Kemp. Deborah Kemp was at the gas station. She was putting gas in her car. Her six-year-old was asleep inside the car, and a man jumped in, carjacked her car. As, she's, as he is taken off, she runs and, and grabs through the door, grabs the steering wheel. He's dragging her. She holds on for dear life. She said, I wasn't trying to be a hero. I was concerned about my baby. That was part of me in that car. She was able, hanging onto that steering wheel, to get that man and pull him out of the car. The car continues to go and runs into a restaurant hitting a gas line, and the baby woke up. The mother... Bloody knees, scraped up, begins beating this man, and he is apologizing and begging for his life. The police get there. The little girl's okay, six-year-old's okay. The mother has torn jeans and bloody knees, 
but the man has one broke leg, the other one's fractured, and he had head injuries. Don't mess with a mama. She will hurt you if you try to hurt her babies. Anywhere in the animal kingdom or in the human kingdom, there's nothing meaner or scarier than a mother when her babies are in danger. Something kicks in. Mothers are able to do and say and accomplish. We know that evolution is not true. If it were, mothers would probably have six or eight hands, arms. They already have eyes in the back of their head. We know that. Mama would know I was doing something. How did she know? They would have grown more arms and to do all the things that they need to do, but they do whatever it takes to meet the needs. At the age of 32 years old, a young lady named Rebecca with three children began chemotherapy for breast cancer. She gave cancer a gallant fight for 18 months and she was losing the battle and she knew that she wasn't going to be able to raise her three children. She decided that she would make tape recordings for her three girls for all the important things in their life, for birthdays, for first dates, for sweet 16, for baptisms, for their weddings. She would leave them with the father for him to play at those important times in her life. When she realized, she told her friend, she said, there's one last recording that's the most important. She made this recording. She simply said, Ruthie, Hannah, and Molly, someday your daddy will bring a new mommy home. I want you to make her feel very special. And how proud you will make me feel if you're kind and patient and encouraging to her. Please bring her dandelions and put them in a special vase. And most important, hug her, hug her often. Please don't be sad for long. Jesus cried. He knows how sad you are. And he knows you will be happy again. I love you so much. Hannah, Ruthie, and Molly, big hugs. Your first mommy. Rebecca died two days later, and four years later, her husband remarried, and he played that recording. That's a sacrificial love. That's a love that looks into a future and wants children to be happy, whatever is going on. Mothers have an unselfish love. We operate so many times as children, as people in a selfish love. 
Well, when it comes down to it, the love of a mother, sacrificial, it's selfless. It wants her children to be happy. That's the kind of mothers we have in this room today. We have all kind of mothers. I want to read something to you. Now, lots of times, many people send me things, and I use them, and don't always give credit. But I want to give credit this morning because I think this is beautiful. It says exactly what I want to say. And Sister Anna Bastunas, she's not able to be here with us today, but she sent this to me this week. And whatever area you fall into, we just want you to know that you're loved and we care about you and we understand your sacrifice and we know you're not perfect, but you're a wonderful mother. I love how she, she sent it to me. She said, my two cents. Mother's Day is a day to honor moms and exalt motherhood in a world that disparages and even curses it. It's a, it's a day to speak of the many ways mom blesses us and ways we should bless them. It's a glorious day to stand in awe of God's design, call, and purpose for women. In the midst of all the rejoicing, may I encourage you to consider the often unseen ladies of Mother's Day. Now remember, this is just a text from Sister Anna to me as her pastor, wanting encouraging me to bless you. But I, I just wanted this to come from her today to bless you. The mom whose child or children have died. The mom who is estranged from her child or her children. The mom who placed her boy or girl for an adoption, such a selfless act, but who still aches for that child. The mom who has a disabled child who cannot respond or communicate fully. The stepmom who's been rejected by the children she's trying to raise. The mom whose child is incarcerated. The mom who aborted her child and is burdened by guilt and regret. The mom who never was. The woman who could not or did not have children. Well, that's pretty depressing, Anna. I don't mean for my comments to be that. I simply want to call attention to the many who silently suffer pain on a day filled with joyous celebrations. The Lord is highly exalted when we honor moms and at the same time is ever so close to the brokenhearted. Sister Anna, thank you so much for that and what a blessing you are to me and to this church and to these mothers today. So many of you children sit here today, you daughters. You want to grow up to be just like your mother. Your mother is such a godly example. I want you just to take a moment. Let's watch this video together. and Then I want to come back and honor you with a special gift and pray over you. We, we do not own the rights. I don't know if this will help Facebook not block us or not, but we do not own the rights to this video or music.
I could say this morning, many of you look starting to look like your mama. A lot of you are starting to act like your mama. That's a good thing. We love you this morning. I want all of our mothers to stand this morning. If you would, I'd like to invite all of our mothers to come and stand right across the front here. And uh, we want to honor you. We want to pray over you. The greatest thing as children that we could do for our mothers is to honor them, to love them, to pray for them. What a blessing that our mothers are to us. What a, oh my goodness, what a beautiful group of mothers. Come on, everybody, come on, give them a big hand clap. Wow. Wow, be sure... Brother Luke, on that camera to pan out and show all of our mothers and scroll across them and, men see them all. Highlight every one of them. Uh, Miss Jeannie, would you come and bring the kids right across the front and line up in, all right across the front here? Oh, my goodness, what a beautiful, beautiful group of mothers this morning. We honor you. Mothers. Can I just say two words? You may not hear them a lot. 
But as your pastor, let me say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for your tireless work ethic. Thank you for giving when you feel like there's nothing left to give. Thank you for your tears. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your correction. Thank you for your example. Thank you for being the mothers that your children needed. God gave you your children as a gift. Now, I understand one mother was asked. They asked her, if you could do this all again, would you? She said, yes. I would just do it with different children. <laughs> well, you don't always get that opportunity. So you got to love the ones you got. We say thank you. Children, the greatest thing you can do, the Bible says, honor your father and your mother. To obey, to love them. Run to them when you have a need. And you know what? I say this to the young ones. I say this to all of us. The greatest thing you can do as an adult, as a child for your mother, is give your heart to Jesus. Your mother does not want to see you suffer here on earth. And she doesn't want to see you suffer in eternity. She wants you to have eternal life. This morning... If you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, answer your mother's prayer today. Because I promise you, she's praying that you come to know Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. This morning, if you're here, if you're watching online, and you say, I know my mama's prayed for me, but I've been running from my mama's prayers. But today, I'm going to say yes. Today, Maybe my mama's gone on to be with the Lord. Maybe my mother's in heaven. She's not here today. But I'm going to be the answer to my mama's prayers today. If that's you, would you pray with me? Say, Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for a mother who loved me, who prayed for me. Today, I say yes to Jesus. Her prayers are answered today because I give my heart my life to Jesus Jesus forgive me of all of my sins come into my life be my Lord be my Savior be my friend today I choose to follow you thank you Jesus thank you mama for never giving up on me Father, I just want to say thank you today for these beautiful mothers. I thank you for each one of them. Lord, every one of them are at a different stage in their motherhood. And I thank you that they've all had their struggles. They've all had their tears. They've all had their joys. 
I pray you'd continue to favor them, love them, strengthen them, encourage them. Father, for it is your heart that beats within theirs for compassion, for love for their children, just as you love and sacrifice for your children. I pray today that you give them new strength, that you let the joy of the Lord feel their hearts and their lives. I pray they would see many more answers to their prayers. Father, let their children walk and love and live the way that they want them to, the way they've prayed, the example that they've given them. I pray, Lord, that they'll all come to know you as Lord and Savior. I pray, Lord, that you would heal their bodies, heal their minds, and heal their hearts. Let them be refreshed and restored, and let them know the Lord's house loves them and blesses them on this Mother's Day. In Jesus' name, everybody said a big amen. Come on, bless them one more time.